Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is Terrio Media. What is seller financing? It could very well be the one creative investing strategy for you to take unfair advantage of the extraordinary amount of opportunity that is emerging in the market right now. You ready for it? Let's go. Welcome to the all-new Epic Real Estate Investing Show, the longest-running real estate investing podcast on the interwebs, your source for housing market updates, creative investing strategies, and everything else you need to retire early. Some audio may be pulled from our weekly videos and may require visual support. To get the full premium experience, check out Epic Real Estate's YouTube channel, epicrei.tv. If you want to make money in real estate, Sit tight and stay tuned. If you want to go far, share this with a friend. If you want to go fast, go to reiace.com. Here's Matt. So by the time we're done, you'll know what seller financing is and where the ideal place is to go look for it so you can build your passive income real estate portfolio without needing a good credit score or a bank. And at the end, I'll even give you my seller finance contract that I and my students use to pull these seller finance deals off. As a real estate investor, it is crucial to keep all of your options open when selling or buying a new property. We discuss every week here numerous non-conventional and creative financing strategies that can offer unique benefits, no matter what side of the deal that you're on. Among these strategies is seller financing. It's a process that essentially eliminates the middleman and allows buyers and sellers to negotiate more directly on the financing of a sale. It works like this. When you own a property that you want to sell, you have a few options and how you can do it. One way is you could accept cash. Your house is worth $200,000, we'll say. The buyer has $200,000 in cash, done deal. Another way is the buyer can go to the bank, get a loan, and the bank gives you the $200,000 on behalf of the buyer and now the buyer makes payments to the bank. And another way, what we're talking about here right now is, you can sell your property by taking payments directly from the buyer over time. And that's what seller financing is. And just like the first two ways, the buyer takes ownership, their name is gonna appear on title, it's theirs, and they make their monthly payments to you, just as they would a bank. Typically, you would ask for a down payment, but it's not required, it's your property, you can sell it however you want. There's no middleman involved, so anything goes. As long as the buyer agrees, you can structure this however you want. It's popular for investors to sell this way because by being the lender on their property as opposed to the owner, they can create cash flow without the headaches of dealing with tenants. And right there lies a little clue as to where a massive amount of opportunity is starting to emerge in the marketplace. And I'll tell you how to find it in your area in just a minute. Further, sellers that are willing to sell with seller financing 
are offering a huge convenience to the buyer because they don't have to deal with a bank. And maybe for whatever reason, the buyer can't get bank funding. And in exchange for that convenience, the seller can charge a premium for their property. It's not uncommon to be able to sell above your property's market value when offering seller financing because lots of buyers want it. They'll compete for it and they'll pay for it. That's how it works on the seller side. Let's look at how it works on the buyer side. On the buyer side, it's essentially the same, but this time you're the one making the down payment, taking ownership of the property and making your monthly payments to the seller. The huge advantage of this strategy is that you can negotiate stuff that most banks wouldn't dream of entertaining, such as zero down, lower than market interest rates, performance-based payoffs, payment moratoriums, deferred interest. The list of what you can negotiate is practically endless. For example, about three months ago, I purchased a property with seller financing and I was able to negotiate zero down and a zero interest loan and a six month moratorium on the first payment while I fixed it up, getting it ready for my tenant. I finished the rehab early, it's already done. My tenant is in place and I still haven't had to make a payment yet. You see, you're limited only by your own creativity and you want to start getting comfortable with this way of thinking because there's a ginormous opportunity on the horizon with creative investing strategies like this. You see, as the baby boomer investors age, they're looking to retire and want nothing to do with managing their real estate assets anymore, but they don't want to give up their passive incomes either. So as a buyer now armed with this creative investing strategy, you can bring a solution to their dilemma offering to buy their properties via seller financing. And these sellers, they're pretty easy to find too. And I'm gonna show you how to get a list of free and clear homes owned by baby boomers in just a minute. And if you noticed, I just mentioned free and clear homes, homes that have no debt on them, because that's the type of property that seller financing works best for. And what most people don't realize is that almost one third of all the properties in the US are owned free and clear. And anybody can buy real estate with seller financing, but most won't. And there lies your opportunity. All you need is a list of properties owned free and clear. And you can get one in your market for free by going to epicpropstream.com, accept their free seven-day access, and then just download your list. If you like the service, after seven days, you can pay their very reasonable subscription fee. Or if you want to cancel, cancel. Either way, you've got your free list of free and clear properties. To find these properties owned by baby boomers, just adjust your search criteria to a minimum years of ownership of 20. I just did that same search right here in Vegas where I live and there are 8,343 properties owned free and clear by owners who have owned them for 20 years or more. And you'll be able to check your market in the very same way. And then you can download your list and you can just start contacting these owners and making your offers. I contact them with direct mail, with text messaging and the telephone. Yep, you can get the phone numbers of the owners from Epic PropStream too. And a big time saver that I use, and you might want to use it too, I go to this little website called Fiverr. Type in real estate cold caller in the search bar, and I have them call these owners screening for motivation. And when they find one, they set an appointment for me to call the owner back. Saves me a ton of time. Now, when you find a seller that will give you seller financing to buy their property, all you need to do is just write it up on a standard real estate purchase agreement, noting the price on the contract, and then in the term section, list the down payment that you negotiated, the interest rate, and the term of the loan. And of course, anything else that you were able to negotiate. And from here, you could hire an attorney to put the finance contract together for you, but it's not necessary. I just give my title officer the purchase agreement, a copy of my seller finance contract, and then she just puts it all together for me. And if you'd like to dive in and make some quick money in real estate and flip a house in just one day, 
while using my funds to do it, I'll show you how you can pull this off in your market right now at mattsfreetraining.com. We'll be back with more right after this. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Hope is not a financial strategy. Let's get back to work. Hey, Rockstar, got another live call for you today. And I will admit right off the bat that it's not my best effort. Although it did end up in a yes, not my best work. I noticed some mistakes and some things that I would have done differently. I said some things I wouldn't normally say. I did some things I wouldn't normally do. And, you know, as you're watching, take notes and see if you can pick those things out of how you might have done it differently or what you know, where you noticed there might have been a mistake made. And uh, we'll compare at the end. Oh, and the audio, not the best. We could, didn't have a great recording of the caller, but my producer did do the best that they could with the caption. So you should get the gist of the whole thing. We had to edit out a few spots that were a little rough, but, but it's all there. All right. So take a look and then I'll see you at the end. Hello, is this? Yeah. Hi, this is Matt. And I know you're working with uh, Jennifer and uh, about your property potentially for sale in, in Florida. Yes. Okay. Right, right. So she was she she had to run out real quick. So she just left me some notes, and I want to be respectful of your time and keep our appointment. So is this still a good time for you? Yes, I can talk to you now. Okay, very good. Um, yeah, she put a number of of different stuff that we're looking at right now that we might buy this week, and she thought yours was a good contender. So I wanted to talk, uh, confirm some of the information I got from her, and then ask you a few more questions. Is that okay? The condition of the property, you don't know. You haven't been there, right? No, I live in Pennsylvania. My sister died two years ago. And all my family members lived there too. So I don't know if it Okay. So hopefully we can save you from that for sure. So you really have no idea what the condition of the property is in. Then. No, I don't. Okay. And then uh, she said that uh, there might be somebody living in it that you don't know who that is. that person is either. Yes. Okay. All right. So we've certainly dealt with this before. Um, we should be able to take care of this for you. If we chose to buy the property, are we going to need to pay off any taxes, liens, or a mortgage or anything like that? There's no mortgage. The taxes are due for this year, and I refuse to pay them because I'm not spending another penny on that property okay. until it is empty. Okay. Very good. All right. So we could probably take care of that for you as well. Um. I'm, I'm looking at the, the most current market conditions. I'm still doing a little bit of research, but do you have an idea as to what properties like this one is selling for? I don't I never, I was never interested in properties in Florida, so I don't okay. have a clue, but I know what people are telling me or giving me quotes on. Okay. So did, did you and, and Jennifer talk about price at all? Well, she said she couldn't give me one. You would have to do that since she write the check. Oh, oh, got it. Okay. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely write the checks. Um, but uh, all right. So 
built, I mean, the way it works with, with real estate is like, we can really only pay what the market is willing to pay for it. So we just took a real estate course, so I'm familiar with that. Okay, perfect. All right. Super. Um, so have you considered what's the lowest price you would, would likely consider for it? You tell me what your offer is. Okay. See, I have people writing me cards and sending me letters in the mail, offering me over three hundred thousand dollars for it. Wow. Okay. And have they followed up with you and given you an offer? No, because they didn't call me. Mm. They sent something to me in the mail. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So. I don't know. I deal with a lot of people that ha have that type of experience. We see this all the time where real estate investors, quote unquote investors, they call themselves. They like to send stuff like that in the mail to where it entices you to call them. And then when they get you on the phone, right, right. Well, it's, then you probably don't have the firsthand experience. Maybe I can save you from that agony because <laughs> uh, they'll go ahead and they'll They'll get you to call on one price and then they'll offer you a different price. So, and then one guy sent me a picture of a property that's sold right down the street. Mm -hmm. Got it. And did, did that, that, did that one have a price on it? Yes, it was over 350000 Okay. I'm seeing that one too. So, there were a couple, there was one for 350 That might be the same one. There was another one for 360 and that was back in March and April. And uh, I don't know if you. I don't know what yeah, no, I'm looking at it right now. So I don't know if you've noticed what the market is doing, but it's changed quite a bit. Nothing has sold in the last 90 days. In fact, the, the number of active listings has gone up quite a bit. So I'm saying I'm not interested in properties in Miami. I don't like Florida. I would never live in Florida. Okay. So I haven't been looking at anything. Before. Okay. I understand. No. So what I was explaining was there's just a lot more available on the market and nothing is selling right now, not in your area. So that's what I was just saying. So there's nothing currently that is sold. In fact, there was one that sold just a, a third of a mile away for 127,000. I don't know if you, you, you don't know that because you're not interested in the area, but I'm just kind of sharing that information with you. So the 350,000, the, the market is adjusted. I've got a number of properties I'm looking at right now. And in order for me to stay in business and keep the lights on, I need to be able to make a little bit of money for myself. So, and there's so much uncertainty with your property as far as the condition. And then somebody else that we're going to have to take, um, we're going to have to address and try and get them out of there. Um, there's a, a big mystery. So what we could do is put it under, put it under contract during a, um, at a price we'll go look at the property and then we can bring back uh, all the information that we found and then kind of get the, uh, a list of expenses of what it would take to fix it up and what it's going to take to get the person out of there. And then we could have that conversation. Then would that be something suitable? I don't know if they're going to let you in there, first of all. Mm -hmm. Well, if you, if you're the owner of record and we enter a, a contract that contract will have, give me the right to enter and inspect the property with your approval, whether there's somebody in there or not. I know contract. Okay. So what we could do is we could enter the contract at a certain price, but contingent on the interior inspection. And then we could take care of that. And then you wouldn't have to go to Florida. 
I'm not going to Florida anyway. I understand. So, <laughs> okay. So, I'm going to go to Florida Tampa and put a slab on my sister and my nephew, and I'm out of Florida. I understand. So, well, in that scenario, what happens if you don't sell the property? I'm not paying any more taxes on it, so they'll take it back in taxes. That's what's going to happen with it. Okay, and you'd be okay with that, or would you like to get some money I for it? I would be okay with that because I've spent a lot of money on that house, and I'm not spending any more of my money. I'm going to be honest with you. And I would rather the city take it back in back taxes rather than I spend my money for somebody else to stay in that house. I refuse to pay any another penny on it. I understand completely. I wouldn't want to either. What I would like to, to Oh, good. So what I would like to do is actually get some of that money back for you. Is that something you'd be interested in? What is your offer? <laughs> Again, I would hate to give you a price. And then once I see the property, I wouldn't be able to back it up because it would be in terrible condition. On the other hand, I'd hate to go and see the property and, and discover that I could have offered you more. So I don't know where we stand because you haven't seen the property and I haven't seen the property. So well, I'm not going down there to see the property. So whatever happened with that property at this point, I'm gonna be honest. I really don't care. I understand, but do you care about getting some money for it? It doesn't matter. I've lost too much money already on it. I'm not spending another penny on it. Okay. I'm trying to send you some money. I don't want you to spend any money. Well, then what kind of money are you trying to give me? <laughs> well, as I see it right now, per the market conditions, the, it looks like your property is worth right around the 300 that you that you got the offer for. Then once we evaluate what the condition is, after I carve out a little bit of profit for ourselves, I'm anticipating we could be somewhere anywhere from, is, and this might be a... Um, difficult to hear, but we could be as low as 120, like the one that sold just down the street, or we could be as high as the 300 and every, if everything was fine. So we're right in a huge range. <clears throat> so what we could do is we could enter the, just kind of pick a number there in the middle, enter the contract, but we'll make it contingent on the interior inspection. And then once we go in and look at it, we'll get estimates on what it will take to restore it to its full market value. We'll share that information with you and then we can. Well, you know you're going to have to restore it so that it's full market value because people living in there aren't doing anything. Because I paid for taxes after my sister died. Mm -hmm. There was five years of back taxes I paid back. Mm -hmm. There would be no house if I hadn't paid those taxes, okay? Sure. I understand. So, so if we put, if we just put a, a tentative number, of $200,000 on the contract. And then we'll make that contingent on our interior inspection. Then once we've done our inspection, we'll share that information with you and we can make any adjustments if necessary. Would that be okay? Yes. Okay. So what I'll do is I will have, uh, I'll speak with Jennifer. I'll have her write it up. And then uh, when can she call you back? When Do you have a computer, ma'am? Do I have a computer? Yes. Do you have access to email? I get my text messages on my phone. Okay. So the uh, what I would need is some way for us to have you authorize the contract. So I could do that via email or we could send a mobile notary over. Which one would be better for you? Probably the email. The email. I got it. I got it. Okay. 
So does Jennifer have your email address? Yes, she does. Okay, perfect. Got it. Okay. Would you have would you want her to call you back tonight or would tomorrow morning be better for you? I got it. I got it. So I want to take it off your hands. I want to put some money in your pocket, make you happier. And let's just, I understand. Let's just put an end to it. You tell me what time you want Jennifer to call you tomorrow. Okay. I will let her know not to call you in the morning. Okay. We'll go ahead and we'll put it up. And then if you have any questions, she'll be able to answer those for you. All righty. You have a nice night, ma'am. Thanks. All right. So I made this call on behalf of one of my students. And there's a few things that, that I noticed after watching this again. First was I wasn't really in the zone. I wasn't in game mode. I had just come off another call uh, with, an, with a student. I knew I had an appointment coming up and I was trying to help the, my, my, my student with this call. And I think my mind was just kind of somewhere else. And I was maybe a little bit, not rushed, but I knew I had somewhere else to be. So I was trying to wrap it up. And, and I really regret that part of it because typically I would have built a whole lot more rapport with this caller, particularly in her situation. I mean, she had a, a sister that had passed away and she was in, you know, a state, several states over from where the actual property was. She'd had a really bad experience. She was tired of dumping money into the property. And those, that's all, those are all opportunities where you can really empathize with the seller and really, you know, connect with them and where they get the confidence that you're on their side and you're really trying to help. That's how I normally go about it. It's how I always go about it. But in this scenario, um, I went a little too fast. I mean, I still went through the motions and it had all happened, but, you know, in hindsight, I would have done it, try to get that relationship a little bit deeper because even though we got the yes later on down the road, that can impact one way or the other of how this ultimately will turn out. And the other thing I noticed was, um, it's a little too easy. You know, I got the yes a little too quickly and, you know, sometimes that, that, that all works out and it's not a big deal, but I've had those quick yeses so many times in the past or enough times in the past. And I've had, you know, a fast yes, but it feels like it might be a little bit reluctant. And that was kind of the situation here. And when you get a quick yes or a reluctant yes or somewhere in the middle, somewhere on the borderline, you want to push back a little bit. You want to confirm that this is really what they want to do. And, you know, a lot of newer investors will have a tendency to, ooh, I got the yes, yes, score. Let's move on. Next step. And that can really blow up in your face later on down the road. So you want to kind of push back and, and confirm. And that's, I didn't do that either, but we'll see how this turns out. All right. Uh, that's it. And that wraps up the epic show. If you found this episode valuable, who else do you know that might too? There's a really good chance you know someone else who would. And when their name comes to mind, please share it with them and ask them to click the subscribe button when they get here and I'll take great care of them. God loves you and so do I. Health, peace, blessings, and success to you. I'm Matt Terrio, living the dream. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.